I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only sports program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Joe Porter. In the program this week, we talk to the New Zealand football coach Ricky Herbert after the former player committed to the All Whites through to the next World Cup. We catch up with the Phoenix star striker Paul Eiffel as the third-placed Wellingtonians head into the business end of the regular season. We pick the brain of one part of the world champion rowing pair of Hamish Bond and Eric Murray as they continue their path towards the London Olympics at the New Zealand Nationals. And we speak to the Warriors back Jerome Rawparty and coach Brian McLennan about filling the problematic centre position and the upcoming NRL season. The New Zealand football coach Ricky Herbert is set to become the All Whites' longest-serving coach after signing a contract extension through to the end of the 2014 World Cup campaign. It's the second extension since the 2010 World Cup for Herbert, who's been at the reins of the national team since 2005. Herbert has been in charge for 45 matches and a successful campaign through the Oceania Nations Cup in June will qualify New Zealand for a place at the Confederations Cup and at least six more World Cup qualifiers. Herbert told Richard Wayne he's honoured to have been given the opportunity to continue developing the squad he led to the World Cup in 2010. Very privileged to be given the chance again and um, you know, a wonderful time leading a fantastic group of players and staff into South Africa. So we get the chance to give it another crack and um, no, look, I'm delighted to be on board again and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, you know, the future opportunities as the uh, campaign unfolds. It must be, um, must be pleasing that you, know, you get to keep on working with this group that you've been developing since you started. You know, and, and, and I was talking with Grant McAvenar and it's, you know, we, we both agreed the evolution in, 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 the, in the players as well as the style you know, has come through and, and yourself you know, evolving as a coach through that period. Yeah, no, look, it's been great. It's been a long, hard sort of uh, previous five years, and uh, no doubt the next four will be just as challenging. But uh, we've got a great group of players, and I think, um, you know, really proud that that group has sort of developed as far as quantity is concerned, and certainly the quality's coming through at the top end as well. So, um, no, exciting times ahead, and I'm sure post-Brazil, there'll be more exciting times for other people as well. Are you um, at all sort of surprised? I'm sure you're very happy that you know the playing depth has developed so so much with the younger players coming through since you started. Yeah, no, look, I think it's really important, and uh, you know we've pushed as much as we can to involve as many young players. Certainly over the past three or four years, we took a very young group into you know the start of the campaign in 2005, and now they're, now they're very senior, you know, internationally experienced, you know, good players in their own right. So. We get the chance to bring some more in now, and I think that's great. I mean, a lot of people doing a lot of good work to provide that sort of stability and depth, and, uh, you know, the future's really important for that team, so we've got to keep growing players. How important do you think the Olympics is in this sort of cycle? Because you've got all the young under-23s, uh, well, mainly under-23s, you know, who'll be um, taking part in hopefully uh, qualifying for the London Games mid-year. Yeah, look, I think you've got a bit of a dual sword there. I mean, fantastic to see those young boys involved there, and, uh, you know, hopefully they're London-bound. Um, but we do have a number that are going to play across both teams, and I think that's really exciting as well. That um, you know we've got some good young players that'll be part of the, the national team in their bid for the World Cup. That'll be strong, 
you know, sort of senior performance for the Olympic team. So um, that can only bode well for the future as well. And yeah, as you said, there's probably some challenges there. Uh, will that um, will they play the players who are eligible for both? Will they play both campaigns? Do you think? Uh, look, I think there'd be a very strong desire for that to happen. I mean, I just think it's a great chance to, for players from New Zealand to represent it at an Olympic campaign and um, put their best foot forward for another back-to-back World Cup series in Rio. So um, I'm certainly in favour of it. You've got some great talent like Costa Barbarousas, Marco Rojas, uh, Tommy Smith. You know, there's an abundance of boys there that can play both and uh, hopefully we can make that happen for them. Would um, you possibly be coaching the Ollie Whites as well as the All Whites or will Neil Emblem carry on do you think? Uh, look I think Neil's doing a great job you know he's, he's gathered a good support staff around him and he's working hard to, to find a, a group good enough to qualify um, look there may be a capacity of, of travelling to the Olympics and supporting in that area wherever needed um, and I think just more importantly because it does have a cross section of both Olympic and national team players in it I think those you know, those synergies are very, very close and uh, I'm sure both technical um, staff and management will work very closely together through both campaigns. And Neil Emblin, will he um, carry on as your assistant, do you think? Have you got a call on who your assistant might be? Uh, I haven't named the assistant for the All Whites and um, I think we'll get through Jamaica and lead into the Nations Cup and then make a call leading into that. So what's next on the on the schedule playing-wise? I guess the group gets together towards, uh, must be quite soon, the group gets together for Jamaica? Yeah, look, uh, really looking forward to that. I think great to have the players back on uh, on our shores. We haven't been here for a wee while as far as a, a true international fixture is concerned. Uh, so they'll all assemble on the 27th, play Jamaica on the 29th, then disperse and uh, look to put a, uh, a group together to go into the Nations Cup in June. Uh, look, final question, Ricky. Um, just um, on the longevity side of it, the guy who you'll be surpassing in your, in your tenure now as the longest-serving coach, uh, that must be pretty um, you know? gratifying. Yeah, Ken Armstrong, I mean, just a fantastic person. I did have the privilege of playing as a young player um, under Ken's coaching regime for uh, Auckland as an under-19-year-old. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, it's, 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 been, uh, it's been a great run, and like I say, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm very dedicated to the position and, and feel very privileged that I've been given an opportunity to go around again. Ricky Herbert speaking to Richard Wayne. Meanwhile, Herbert's other side, the Wellington Phoenix, have another opportunity to test their credentials as possible A-League football champions when they play competition leaders, the Central Coast Mariners, this weekend. The Phoenix slipped to third on the table last weekend when they were beaten by reigning champions Brisbane, who moved into second spot. Striker Paul Eiffel is adamant the loss to Brisbane hasn't dented their confidence. People have questioned our tactics, but I think the tactics have worked the last two times we played them. I think... Um Especially the last game, um, we just took our chances, you know. Um, I've watched the game back and, I mean, people are talking about the two one-on-ones, but I had two other good chances that I was disappointed with, two two volleys that I should have hit the target with and didn't. So, you know, I've had, I've had four pretty decent chances and I don't think that'll happen again, you know, me missing those sort of chances. So, um, it's just one of those things. Um, at least I'm still getting in the positions to put the ball in the back of the net, so hopefully that'll come this weekend. And, uh, yeah, well, I think we're still full of confidence, you know. We've been beaten by... I said it before the game, I think they're the best team in the league still. Um, I still think they're going to win the whole thing. Um, I would imagine Central Coast will push them close and it'll be tight. And um, Obviously, we get to see firsthand what they're going to be about this weekend. So it's, it's nice, you know, we play the top two in two weeks and, and, and see, who's the, see who's the best team out of the three of us, I suppose. You're still feeling a bit dark on those missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's disappointing because, um, you know, the lads have done well to fashion chances for me. Um, normally, I'm pretty assured in front of goal and... Um, 
like I said, I'm not so disappointed in the two one-on-ones. That's just one of them things that keep a guess right. Um, it's, the, it's the other two that I didn't miss, hit the target with that have annoyed me. Two volleys pretty much in front of goal and I've missed the target twice. So that's the ones I look at, really. Um, the other two on another day, I'll probably stick them in the back of the net. So uh, that's one of those things. Um, but the boys haven't given me too much dick, so it's been all right. And we're back to the drawing board. But hopefully, you know, I'll get a couple more at the weekend and, and I can stick them in the net for the boys. No Andrew Durante this weekend and no, no Tim Brown. How much of a, a loss is it? No, oh, no it's, skipper. It's a big loss in the, fa- in the fact that, uh, you know, we're losing the captain and the vice captain. So you, you're losing that bit of leadership, obviously, um, on and off the pitch, I suppose. Um, both good lads, um, both consummate professionals. And that, so it's going to be tough. But, you know, that's what we've got a squad for. So it's an opportunity for somebody like Brent Griffiths to step up or Vince Lear to come back into midfield, Cameron Lindy to be in the squad. So it gives opportunities to other people. And, and you know, there's a lot of people who've been waiting a long time for opportunities. So hopefully they come in and, and grab it with both hands and make it hard for the lads to get back in. That's that's what it should be, you know. Does Durante, he, he would appear to have that, that calming influence when he's on the oh, field. Oh, definitely, definitely. He's, um, he has it on and off the pitch, you know. Um, if there's any problems, you go. You normally go and speak to Dura first and he relays that to the manager. Um and you know he's, he's a captain that, that leads by example um, he's not a, a rancher and a raver um, like some but um, he's very sort of cool calm and collected and, and you know that he'll get stuff done I suppose um, and we will miss that but you know, like I said it's a chance for Brent to come in maybe and, and uh, show us what he's got so. Central Coast the, 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 the team ethic seems to have gotten to the top doesn't it as opposed to any particular standout players yeah I think so I think you know last, last year maybe they had Perez who was a bit of an X factor um, this year maybe Amini to an extent but I think he's away, um, which is good for us. Um, obviously, they got the keeper who's, who's away, who I think is unbelievable. You know, I think he's he's on the on the road to stardom, um, so it's, it's good that he's away as well. Um, it's going to be a tough game, but you know, I, I definitely fancy us to be able to go there and get something. If you had a look at, because they've had a couple of losses, haven't they? So, is there any anything yeah. there that sort of an, the indication? Yeah. To, um, yes and no. I mean, if it was that easy, then we'd have beaten Brisbane at the weekend. So, I don't know. I think. If we can sort of replicate how we played in the second half, then I think we're going to make it tough for Central Coast. Tactics-wise, you mentioned there about the approach at Brisbane. I mean, the last few weeks it's, it's been a noticeable, I suppose, greater emphasis on, on attack. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the trouble is um, when you play Brisbane, it's so different. Um, you know, they can cut you to ribbons with, with their passing. And I don't think you could have employed that same approach from the start of the game. Um, that's not to say um, we were told to sit back because, I mean, Pitler said that, but we weren't. Um, it was just how the game sort of panned out, um, and I thought we came out in the second half and, and really had a go. And on another game, we'd have got another time we may have, you know, nicked a point or maybe all three. So um, I think you could approach this game a little bit differently. I don't think they're going to keep it as, as well as Brisbane do, but they are a good passing side at their best. So it, it, again, it's going to be tough, but these are the games you want to be playing in. These are the, you know, it's the business end of the season. If we really want to have a go at this top two, we need to win the game at the weekend. So uh, attack is the approach again um, I have to speak to Ricky on that one he, he makes a decision but you know that's my game so I'll always be, be trying to attack and um, I'm sure the boys will, will be going out trying to get the three points Paul Eiffel speaking to Stephen Hewson this is Extra Time a web only sports programme from Radio New Zealand Sport I'm Joe Porter Great Britain appears to have conceded defeat to New Zealand's three-time world champion rowing pair of Eric Murray and Hamish Bond. The BBC's reporting that Team Great Britain rowing coach Jürgen Grobler is set to overhaul the men's squad ahead of the London Olympics, including shifting the pair of Pete Reid and Andrew Triggs-Hodge into a four. Murray and Bond have dominated the event for the last three years, beating Reid and Triggs-Hodge 14 times in succession, including the last three world championships. Hamish Bond told Stephen Houston the prospect 
prospect of not coming up against their long-time rivals won't change their approach, and it can be seen as a compliment. That's one way to look at it, I guess. Um, I've, I know Andy and Peter have said in the, um, well, lately that they don't really mind what boat they're in for the Olympics as long as it's Great Britain's top boat and, and they have the best chance of an Olympic gold medal. So if they deem that to be in the four, um, then good luck to them. And, you know, had they deemed that to be in the pier, then maybe not quite as much good luck. But, um, yeah, that, they're rational and... Um, the head coach, Jürgen Grobler, is, is renowned for putting the system and, and the results for the country, I guess, ahead of any um, personal or private interests of, of the athletes per se. So they've obviously come to a decision that that's their best, um, their best option moving forward. Quite an honour, though, do you think? Oh, yeah, I mean... Or does it make you feel, I don't know, as though something might, might be missing? No, I don't think so. I mean... Like if a boxer knocks someone down in the ninth round just because you don't get to 12 rounds, it doesn't take anything away from a, from any of the previous victories we've had. And we've, we've had some really great races against the British and um, they've, they've made us step forward in our, in, uh, in our own boat speed um, just to stay ahead of, ahead of them and the rest of the pack. And we've also, you know, there's some good crews still in our event um, that are only going to get better and, and the Olympics does funny things. People step up and grow an extra leg so um, we've still got the likes of the Italians have, are improving and, and the Greeks have been consistent over the last few years. The Canadians were Olympic silver medalists in Beijing and they only came back last year in the pier so they're, they're going to improve so we still have to get down the course faster than anyone else to, to get the gold medal. Are you motivated by th- those personal battles? Does that add something to it, the, the rivalry? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like, especially in a smaller boat, I guess, um, you, you do develop a um, perhaps more personal rivalry than in a big boat where it may be more of on a country basis. And, and they have the British, the Andrew Chiggs Hodge and Pete Reid, they've, they gave us a few pantings in the four when when I was in the four in sort of oh six oh seven, and and um, you know they won the Olympics in the four in oh eight and we got seventh. So um, I've been on the wrong side of a, of a of a few races against them as well. So we respect their ability for sure, and that that's how we approached all our um, all our races against them. We knew what they were capable of because they had beaten us in the past, um, and and we're aware that um, we're by no means infallible. So we just looking to stack the odds in our favour as much as possible come come the um, Olympics and, um, yeah, hope for the best, I guess. Does this change your approach at all or is it simply a, a focus on, on getting quicker? Yeah, I, I don't think it will terribly. I mean, we we have such a competitive training environment down here at Lake Carapiro amongst our own squad. We're still going to be trying to beat the other crews, the other New Zealand crews on a day-to-day basis. So that's, that's what's made us go fast over the years, not worrying about who, um, who we're going to be racing overseas. It's about uh, almost about getting that one-up within our own squad and um, trying to be the best. And generally, you know, if you're the best in the New Zealand squad, then you're going to be very competitive overseas. So, I mean, we're still going to have that benchmark and have that gauge. And, and it's all the work that we do not only what well, all the work we've done over the last three years and the work we're going to do over the next few months so that that's going to count um, come the Olympics, not not who's going to be, not who is in the race per se. I imagine as you're racing too, you 
you wouldn't, or, or do you have much of an idea who it is that's coming at you, or is it simply just another boat that's coming at you? No, you're aware. I mean, we, especially you know, in our event of late, the British tend to be the ones that, uh, well, I mean, they've come second in any race that we've been in against them. It's been us first and, and then second. So um, of late, you know, if a crew is close to us, we're aware of it, that it's the British. And, and you know, you're aware of what crews are beside you and, and you have some sort of spatial awareness, I guess. But, um, yeah, you are right in saying that it, do, it doesn't matter what country. If a country's coming at you and, and you're in the lead, it doesn't matter where the hell they're from. You've still got to beat them. Hamish Bond speaking to Stephen Hewson. The New Zealand Warriors Rugby League pre-season ends this weekend with a final trial game in Whangarei against a Queensland Cup side, the Sunshine Coast Sea Eagles. Test centre Jerome Rawparty returns from a layoff of almost a year after recovering from an ACL knee injury, the 27-year-old Kiwi back for his 10th NRL season. And with junior Warriors star Conrad Hurrell bolstering the ranks at centre, the Auckland side's midfield suddenly looks impressive. But the two pre-season wins over NRL rivals Gold Coast and South Sydney have come at a price in the pack. Props Jacob Lilliman, Sam Rapira and his brother Steve were all injured, leaving Russell Packer and Ben Matulino as the only experienced front row forwards, while tackling machine Michael Luck is still missing from last season. Richard Wayne joined Warriors coach Brian Bluey McLennan in a media scrum and also spoke with Raw Party. We begin with the centre reflecting on his knee injury. Yeah, it's been extremely hard, you know. I mean, it's the first time I've been out for a year and uh, with an ACL injury you're mostly training by yourself with the uh, physiotherapist especially when you watch the boys go all the way to the grand final, it is quite hard. But saying that, you know, when I think about it, it has gone quick, and uh, now it's time to try and apply my trade. Jerome, psychologically, do you think about the knee when you're running? Not when I'm in the game, no. no I mean, at training, I haven't. You know, I think when we're right into opposed sessions, you know, the pace is up, you know, I don't think about it too much, which is good. You know, like, it's not feeling the way it was before I heard it. Um, but speaking to everyone who has done an ACL, that's how they felt. So, you know, I think the, the more games I play, hopefully, you know, it's just going to get better and I'll feel a lot closer than 100%. Jerome, with, um, with you out at centre, they were, you know, using the likes of Simon Mannering in there and in the Kiwis, and, and then you come back and suddenly there's Conrad Hurrell as well. They're talking about Manu going into the centre sometimes, and, of course, we've got uh, Chris Ninu also. So suddenly there's a lot of competition in your position. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good from my perspective. Everyone's jostling for positions and... You know, it's good that um, you know, I know that if I get injured or someone else gets injured in the centres, we have quality backup there because you know we, we were throwing back rollers in there, which were good at back row. You know, we wanted to keep them there, uh, whereas now we have guys who can shift into centres and they can play there equally as good. Can you talk briefly about the difference between, say, centre and back row? Is it a more defensive reading issue at centre? Yeah, it is. Defensively, that's the only thing I can see. Um, back row you do do a lot of work in centre you do have to be a bit patient on the on attack and on defence you have to read a lot more I mean you're the second to last line of defence really if they get outside you and they beat the winger then there really isn't anyone but the fullback to carry so um, it defensively is uh, you read a little bit different What do you make of this uh, new talent Conrad Hurrell he's a sensation for the juniors last year and here he is he's just got a new contract and uh, pushing you and probably everybody else for, for a place in the centres. Yeah good very good yeah I mean he's his transition from 20s up into first grade through what I've seen in training and the trials has been excellent. You know, I mean, it's a big step when you think about it. Uh, but he's applied himself. He's trained hard to work well on his defence, especially. You know, his attackers, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, he's one of the best 
that I've seen. But defensively, I mean, he's, he's improved a lot. Especially coming from Rugby Union, because he was a schoolboy rugby product who has got poached cunningly by the Warriors, and here he is playing a completely different code, only second year, and he's pretty much made the first grade by the look of it. Yeah, it suits him. It suits him. I mean, he gets the ball a lot more. You know, he's one-on-one a lot of the time, and his impact is, is, is tremendous. So, uh, I think he's loving it. It's good that he's here at the club for, for a little while now, and I'm, I'm hoping he'll get a few first-grade games this year. Blue, great to get um, Conrad Hurrell signed for another season. He's an outstanding young prospect, isn't he? Yeah, he is, and uh, also John Palami. We've got him in on the full-time squad, and uh, he was the NYC Player of the Year last year. Really outstanding talent. And, of course, you know about Conrad. He's, um, you know, he's had some good minutes in our uh, trials this year. He had an outstanding year last year. He had the most tackle bust in the, in the NYC by about 100. You know, he's a promising player of the future. We're really keen to keep developing uh, the young talent that we have in, in our country, and uh, you know, we're pleased to to have uh, offered him um, an extension. Pretty good to get him from Union as well. Was that also a, a sort of feather in the cap, or does the Warriors not think like that? No, we don't think like that. We just want to uh, give opportunity to the best kids we can, and uh, you know, he wanted to come and play league. You know, and we're offering opportunities to young, the youth, our youth, to give them the chance to do something professionally and play sport professionally so you know it's, it's good for everyone. And a pretty amazingly quick transition to the new code as well for the boy. Yeah he's playing at centre which is a, a position that you get locked in on a side and it's a pretty refined position but at least it's very steady you know in some ways it's, it's a bit easier to pick up well in every way it's a lot easier to pick up than pivotal positions or positions around the middle of the park. You know, and, and he's got a way to go yet, but he's got every chance if he keeps turning up with a good attitude. Given all these injuries, have you got an idea yet of who your top 13 might be? I'll do the old standard there spots up for grabs, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, we've got a rough idea, but this weekend's good because, and I'm, I'm not putting um, our props on ice or anything and cotton wool, you crack on, you know, it's part of the game. We're going to get more injuries than this during the season. Shani Lousey's been the pick of the bunch. Benny stepped up uh, a lot better last week, as did Rusty. Rusty's progressing a lot quicker now. We've got John Pallavi, who has signed up full-time now. You know, he's going to be a good in this boy, so we'll give him some minutes. And you seem to suddenly have a lot of depth at centre, which is, is a wonderful change from the, you know, years, uh, recent years. Uh, can you just talk briefly about the, the options there with Inu and even Bafuvai, uh, you know, maybe playing there along with Harrell and uh, Rapati? Yeah, look, one, number one, Jerome Rapati's back. That, you know, and, and they missed him last year, you know, since, since round three. So he's back and he's, he's, our, he's our number one centre. So that helps, big time. We've extended Conrad Arell, who's come through as a centre, and Ben Henry, who played uh, back row all last year for the NYC, he's played centre for us and done a really good job. He's been good, because he's got really good speed, and uh, he's got a good awareness, and he's very mature. Uh, so he can handle that position well, and of course you've got Christian Inu, so we're... We're a lot better, and at a pinch, you know, as a utility player, well, Louis Brown's not going to let us down either. You know, as a player that can play a lot of positions, you know, I'm confident we've got it covered. Could guys still play, that you said you've got a rough idea of the 13, could they still play themselves in or out over the course of the next weekend and a, and a bit more? Oh, there's some positions that are set in concrete. I mean, you know, Jimmy Maloney and, and Sean Johnson are going to start in halves. 
Simon Mannering's going to start, you know, on our right edge. Lady Mateo is starting. There's, you know, there's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, but there's. I'm looking at a couple of things there for this weekend, and it's not only that. They're playing for for futures too. I mean, you know, there's a kid we're going to give a run for a bit in the back row. Co Siwa Takiyo, and you know, I think he could be a good in this boy, and so he might, you know. He might throw a cat amongst the pigeons as, as far as saying, hey, I'm ready. Uh, so we want to promote that. You know, we really want to promote that competition for positions. The Warriors begin their NRL season on Sunday, March the 4th, with a grand final rematch at Eden Park against the champions, Manly. And that's the show for this week. Feedback is welcome via sport at radionz.co.nz. You can get the latest sports news anytime on our website, while we'll be back with the next web-only Extra Time show next week. I'm Joe Porter. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.